Good morning, friends. Our readings for this morning are Psalms 75 and 76, Ecclesiasticus or Syriac 51, 1 through 12, Revelation 18, 1 through 14, and Luke 14, 1 through 11. And you might have to turn your volume up a little today. I'm speaking a little more softly than usual. I have a house guest, a very dear friend who's in from out of town. I'm happy to be here with you, my other type of guest today. Thank you. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God. Let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O oh God, <clears throat> excuse me, O oh God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Alleluia. Amen. God is the rock of our salvation. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. God is the rock of our salvation. O oh, come, let us worship. Psalm 75. We give thanks to you, O oh God. We give thanks 
your name is near. People tell of your wondrous deeds. At the set time that I appoint, I will judge with equity. When the earth totters with all its inhabitants, it is I who will keep its pillars steady. I say to the boastful, do not boast, and to the wicked, do not lift up your horn. Do not lift up your horn on high, or speak with insolent neck. For not from the east or from the west, and not from the wilderness comes lifting up. But it is God who executes judgment, putting down one and lifting up another. For in the hand of God there is a cup with foaming wine, well mixed. God will pour a draught from it, and all the wicked of the earth shall drain it down to the dregs. But I will rejoice forever. I will sing praises to God, to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked I will cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. Psalm 76 In Judah God is known. God's name is great in Israel. God's abode has been established in Salem, God's dwelling place in Zion. There God broke the flashing arrows, the shield, the sword, and the weapons of war. Glorious are you, more majestic than the everlasting mountains. The stout-hearted were stripped of their spoil. They sank into sleep. None of the troops was able to lift a hand. At your rebuke, O God of Jacob, both rider and horse lay stunned. But you indeed are awesome. Who can stand before you when once your anger is roused? From the heavens you utter judgment. The earth feared and was still. When, God's, when God rose up to establish judgment, to save all the oppressed of the earth, human wrath serves only to praise you. When you bind the last bit of your wrath around you, make vows to your sovereign God and perform them. Let all who are around God bring gifts to the one who is awesome, who cuts off the spirit of rulers, who inspires fear in the sovereigns of the earth. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Ecclesiasticus, or the Wisdom of Jesus, Son of Sarek, chapter 51, verses 1 through 12. I give you thanks, O Sovereign, O God, and I praise you, O God, my Savior. I give thanks to your name, for you have been my protector and helper, and have delivered me from destruction and from the trap laid by a slanderous tongue, from lips that fabricate lies. In the face of my adversaries, you have been my helper and delivered me, in the greatness of your mercy and of your name, from grinding teeth about to devour me, from the hand of those seeking my life, from the many troubles I endured, from choking fire on every side, and from the midst of fire that I had not kindled, from the, deep from the deep belly of Hades, from an unclean tongue and lying words, the slander of an unrighteous tongue to the sovereign, my soul drew near to death, and my life was on the brink of Hades below. They surrounded me on every side, and there was no one to help me. I looked for human assistance, and there was none. Then I remembered your mercy, O God, and your kindness from of old, for you rescue those who wait for you. 
and save them from the hand of their enemies. And I sent up my prayer from the earth and begged for rescue from death. I cried out, God, you are my parent. Do not forsake me in the days of trouble when there is no help against the proud. I will praise your name continually and will sing hymns of thanksgiving. My prayer was heard, for you saved me from destruction and rescued me in the time of trouble. For this reason, I thank and praise you, and I bless the name of God. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Canticle D, a song of the wilderness. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. They shall see the glory of God, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weary hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to the anxious, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God coming with judgment to save you. Then shall the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf be unstopped. Then shall the lame leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. The ransomed of God shall return with singing, with everlasting joy upon their heads. Joy and sorrow shall be theirs. Joy and gladness, excuse me, shall be theirs, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Revelation, chapter 18. Verses 1 through 14. After this, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was made bright with this one's splendor. The angel cried out with a mighty voice, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. It has become a dwelling place of demons, a haunt of every foul spirit, a haunt of every foul bird a haunt of every foul and hateful beast. For all the nations have drunk on the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the rulers of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have grown rich from the power of her luxury. Then I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, so that you do not take part in her sins, and so that you do not share in her plagues. For her sins are heaped as high as heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Render to her as she herself has been rendered, and repay her double for her deeds. Mix a double draught for her in the cup she mixed. As she glorified herself and lived luxuriously, so give her a like measure of torment and grief. Since in her heart she says, I rule as a queen, I am no widow, and I will never see grief. Therefore, her plagues will come in a single day, pestilence and mourning and famine, and she will be burned with fire, for mighty is the sovereign God who judges her. 
and the kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived in luxury with her will weep and wail over her when they see the smoke of her burning. They will stand far off in fear of her torment and say, Alas, alas, the great city, Babylon, the mighty city, for in one hour your judgment has come. And the merchants of the earth weep and mourn for her since no one buys their cargo anymore. Cargo of gold, silver, jewels, and pearls, fine linen, purple, silk, and scarlet, all kinds of scented wood, all articles of ivory, all articles of costly wood, bronze, iron, and marble, cinnamon, spice, incense, and myrrh, frankincense, wine, olive oil, choice flour, and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots, slaves, and human lives. The fruit for which your soul longed has gone for you, from you, and all your dainties and your splendor are lost to you, never to be found again. Friends, I'm going to go back and read this with different gendered pronouns. I think that'd be interesting <coughs> to see how this, this sounds. After this, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was made bright with this one's splendor. The angel called out with a mighty voice, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. It has become a dwelling place of demons, a haunt of every foul spirit, a haunt of every foul bird, a haunt of every foul and hateful beast. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of his fornication, and the rulers of the earth have committed fornication with him, and the merchants of the earth have grown rich from the power of his luxury. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of Babylon, my people, so that you do not take part in his sins, and so that you do not share in his plagues. For his sins are heaped as high as heaven, and God has remembered his iniquities. Render to Babylon as he himself has rendered, and repay Babylon double for his deeds. Mix a double draught for him in the cup, sh- in the cup he mixed. As he glorified himself and lived luxuriously, so give him a like measure of torment and grief, since in his heart he says, I rule as a king, I am no widower, and I will never see grief. Therefore his plagues will come in a single day, pestilence and mourning and famine, and he will be burned with fire. For mighty is the sovereign God who judges him, and the rulers of the earth who committed fornication and lived in luxury with him will weep and wail over him when they see the smoke of his burning. They will stand far off in fear of his torment and say, Alas, alas, the great city! Babylon, the mighty city, for in one hour your judgment has come. And the merchants of the earth weep and mourn for him, since no one buys their cargo any more. Cargo of gold, silver, jewels, and pearls, fine linen, purple, silk, and scarlet, all kinds of scented wood, all articles of ivory, all articles of costly wood, bronze, iron, and marble, cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh, frankincense, wine, olive oil, choice flour, and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots, slaves and human lives, the fruit for which your soul longed has gone from you, and all your dainties and your splendor are lost to you, never to be found again. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle O, A Song of the Heavenly City 
I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the God of surpassing strength in the land. And the city has no need of sun or moon to light it. The glory of God shines on it, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light the nations shall walk, and the rulers of the world lay their honor and glory there. Its gates shall never be shut by day, nor shall there be any night. Into it they will bring the honor and glory of nations. I saw the clean river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. The tree of life spanned the river, giving fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of nations. All curses cease where the throne of God and the Lamb stands, and all servants give worship there. There they will see God's face, whose name shall be on their foreheads. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 14, verses 1 through 11. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. Just then, in front of him, there was a man who had dropsy. And Jesus asked the lawyers and Pharisees, Is it lawful to cure people on the Sabbath or not? But they were silent. So Jesus took him and healed him and sent him away. Then he said to them, If one of you has a child or an ox that has fallen into a well, will you not immediately pull it out on the Sabbath day? And they could not reply to this. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down in the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in, a, in, in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place so that when your host comes, they may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Jesus said also to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. So friends, I'm going to say something that you've probably never heard me say before. This parable that we just read in our gospel reading, it's not a message for everybody. This is a message for the people that Jesus was talking to. The Pharisees, they were the enfranchised, they were the empowered. In our current context, this would be the white patriarchy. This would be Christ sitting down with one of the 1%, either of wealth or of power, and saying this. This is not a message for those, for minorities, for people who have been disenfranchised. 
and I want to be careful here because in enfranchisement and empowerment, those of us here in America have more power than other people in other places, but our minority groups, women, people of color, the disabled, the different, we haven't even been at the table let alone jockeying for position at the head. So this isn't for us. The message is very clear. Those who are humbled here those that the Pharisees of that day and the Pharisees of our day considered lesser and unclean and unworthy and subhuman, those are the blessed and treasured and empowered in God's dominion. So I think if you're not somebody sitting at the table and jockeying for the head in our current culture, this is the message that is for you. At God's table, which is a circular table, I believe, we all sit at the head. There is a place for everyone. And the vindictive part of me wants to say, and those that forced us to serve them, those that beat and abused us will, will be our slaves, but that's not the way heaven works. We will all be sitting together. We will all be equal. We will all have enough. Fear and perceived scarcity will be no more. And so as we work, as we cooperate with God to bring God's dominion here to earth, let us remember that. Let us remember what that looks like. And then the next message is for us. Because most of us have more than someone else. And the message is to take what we have and share it not with our own more elite groups that can repay us what we give them. And so we're just passing the blessing and the wealth amongst ourselves. No, reach out and give to those who have nothing. Bless them and welcome them and invite them in. That's our job. Our job is to open the doors, to set the table, and to share. And this is meant both physically and metaphorically. We absolutely, completely should feed and give water and shelter to those who have none. And also, we are sharing God's love. The table and the food and everything else, the banquet, are, are both literal and also allegorical. And I think we can all kind of understand that. I think there's an important message about timing that's been 
a big part of our conversation lately in our apocryphal reading. It says in in verse 8b, for you rescue those who wait for you. And this is a tough one because it calls for discernment, right? Sometimes we are the hand of God that rescues someone else. Sometimes God shows up in different ways to rescue us. But I think the point here is that when we trust and wait and hope in God to rescue us, we can discern which are the holy means of rescue and which are not. When we, from that place of fear and perceived scarcity, grasp and take and act in ways that are unholy and unloving, those are evil means of rescue. And that is no rescue. That is out of one pit and into a deeper one. In our reading from Revelation that I read twice, thanks for bearing with me, I think the personification of Babylon is intended to illustrate or to drive home the point to make it more visceral. But for me, it's just distracting because it's so gender condemning. So when we take the condemnation of womanhood out of it, And it's much easier for me to see this is all about idolatry and arrogance. The message here is to repent because idolatry and arrogance are doomed. Going the way that we just talked about it of fear and perceived scarcity looking to wealth and power to sustain a luxurious lifestyle, grasping, using unholy means, simply being unkind to get what you want. These are ways of destruction. And I think our canticle today was perfect because it's so severely juxtaposed. And you know, I'm not really big on binary, but the doomed city Babylon, and many scholars think this was written about with Rome in mind, and the holy city, Jerusalem. Let's just think about the doomed city and way of life that pervades there, and the holy city and the way of life that pervades there, right? One is the example not to follow, and the other is the example to follow. I know, simple but tough to put into action, right? So God, may we as your co-creators be given the power and the strength to do your work, to transform the Babylons in which we live to the holy cities that you desire to be the lifestyles for us. May we turn away from idolatry and arrogance and turn to the true humility that comes from placing you first above ourselves and all of our efforts. In the holy name of your begotten Jesus, all this we pray. Amen. Let us affirm our faith together, my friends. 
We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Let's use the prayers from the Iona Abbey Worship Book, beginning on page 12, in place of the suffrages. Into your care, O God, we place those whom we love, those for whom we worry, those from whom in time or place or affection we are distant. Into your care, O God, we place what grieves us and what inspires us and fills us with hope. Into your care, O God, we give ourselves. God bless to us our bodies. God bless to us our souls. God bless to us our lives. God bless to us our belief. Let us share the prayer that Jesus taught us in our own language or preferred version. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us in the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. May the blessing of light be upon us light without and light within. May the moon, sun, and stars shine on us and warm every heart till it glows like a great fire so that strangers and friends may come in and find welcome. May light shine out from our eyes like a candle set in a window. And may God bless us with goodness and loving kindness. Amen. The Collect for Proper 26 Almighty and merciful God, it is only by your gift that your faithful people offer you true and laudable service. Grant that we may run without stumbling to obtain your heavenly promises through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A Collect for Peace Almighty God, kindle, we pray, in every heart the true love of peace, and guide with your wisdom those who take counsel for the nations of the earth, that in tranquility your dominion may increase until the earth is filled with the knowledge of your love. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. another collect for peace. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom, defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. A collect for Saturdays. 
Almighty God, who after the creation of the world rested from all your works and sanctified a day of rest for all your creatures, grant that we, putting away all earthly anxieties, may be duly prepared for the service of your sanctuary, and that our rest here upon earth may be a preparation for the eternal rest promised to your people in heaven, through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. A Collect for the Renewal of Life O God, Sovereign Eternal, whose light divides the day from the night and turns the shadow of death into the morning, drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet into the way of peace, that having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when night comes, rejoice to give you thanks. Through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. And a collect for Saturdays. Almighty God, who after the creation of the world rested from all your works and sanctified a day of rest for all your creatures, grant that we, putting away all earthly anxieties, may be duly prepared for the service of your sanctuary, and that our rest here upon earth may be a preparation for the eternal rest promised to your people in heaven. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Let us use as we have been, as our prayer for mission, the prayer attributed to St. Francis. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Let us lift now and hold in our hearts, in our minds, and in our souls, circled in the light, those whom the Holy Spirit has given us to pray for. God, we pray that you are near, that you keep us steady when the whole earth totters and shakes. When everything spins out of control, we are calm in your peace, dear God. We give thanks that you have been our protector and helper, have delivered us from destruction. Have blessed and changed our perceptions so that we can see you more clearly in your creation. We ask that you rescue us when we need it, that you give us the patience to wait for you and the discernment to see you and all the means through which you show your love, your saving grace. We pray to be the means of your love and saving grace to others. 
We pray, dear God, to repent, to turn from idolatry, arrogance, and a desperate, grasping desire for luxury and ease. To, instead, you, to your love and grace and the true humility that comes from putting you first, O oh God, from remembering that all that we are is given by and through you. All that we have is yours. And in that humility, there becomes a transformative awe that you care so deeply about us that there is no detail beneath you, no prayer too small, and that your care subsumes all the trouble and strife of this world, that even the greatest evil is overcome, God, that you transform the deepest wound into an aperture of healing. We pray for this and for your love, dear God. We pray that those who had exalted themselves here on this earth, that those whom the power structures had placed not just at the table, but at the head, at the place of honor, that that table be split into kindling for the hearth and a new table that encircles all with love be set and that those invited be the poor and disenfranchised, the different, the minorities, the disabled, all of us broken and transforming in process, sit together and be nourished. Drink from the wellspring of eternal life in the good company of all your creation. All this we pray in the holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us say together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your humble co-creators, give you thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Savior, Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us. 
granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.